Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. Instead of becoming yet another burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm now on a mission to help lawyers do just that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both life and law. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Why, hey there. This is Heather Mulder, recovering lawyer of over 18 years, lawyer coach, and host of the Life in Law Podcast. And I know I say this probably every single time I start, but I'm really excited to be with you here today. And that's because we are talking about something I absolutely love to talk about. Now, I guess I talk about things I generally love to talk about, but today is one of my favorite topics, and that is around boundaries. So here's the thing. In my experience, most attorneys do not have very good boundaries. Even though we're really good at advocating for others, it's pretty clear that we are not very good about advocating for ourselves. I know there are some exceptions, but as a general rule. And so that's really what boundaries are all about and why I'm super excited to be here today. So this is something that comes up over and over again within my coaching practice. It's something that I mentored on a lot back in the day when I was practicing law. And to be completely honest, I've had my fair share of boundary struggles myself. I mean, who hasn't, right? I especially struggled early in my career, and there were times um, even later in my career where I struggled with colleagues and with certain clients. So I really wanted to get into this today. It is something that I do not struggle with any longer, at least very rarely. And here's why. I finally really got clear around what a boundary is. I think training for to be a coach really helped with that why they're so important, and how to adopt the right mentality that gives you the permission to set your boundaries and enforce them, okay? Because that's where I find most people fall short. Number one, they're not incredibly clear about why they even want them. And number two, they haven't given, because of their lack of that clarity, they haven't given themselves that permission. I just got to say that being able to set and enforce your boundaries is a really empowering thing. It's really liberating too. So that is why we are getting into it today. Now, before I get into um, any deeper into the topic, I do have a couple of things I wanted to mention. Number one, if you are enjoying this podcast and you have not yet subscribed, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you will get notifications as soon as new podcasts are released. Number two, I would so appreciate you sharing your favorite podcast, just go to the episodes page, lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash episodes, find your favorite episode, and use the lovely sharing buttons that are there to share it on your favorite social media platform. I would truly appreciate it. I would like to get this in front of as many attorneys and other high achievers who this podcast would help, and you can really help me do that by doing that one simple but very kind act. And then finally... Be sure, if you haven't already, to download your copy of the Life and Law Roadmap. It is your guide to creating a robust career where you are successful and you are successful on your terms without giving up so much. I think 
we attorneys think we have to give up a lot. Uh, we have to give up a lot in our relationships. We have to give up a lot of our own personal desires. And that is just not true. And so it's kind of your step-by-step guide to creating both the career and life you want. So be sure to grab it. Okay. So here are some common scenarios that I see a lot that will indicate you probably need stronger boundaries. So let's see if any of these ring true for you. You're always available to clients and colleagues. Now, I once had an attorney tell me he was a very senior partner, um, not within my firm. I was uh, working opposite him in a deal who basically said, after I said, you know, I need to talk to my client, I think it was like a late on a Friday afternoon, and I'll get back to you on Monday. And, And he offered up, well, you know what? It doesn't matter when you call. You can call tonight. Don't care. It could be midnight. It could be over the weekend. I'm always available. Perfect example of an attorney who had zero boundaries. And I I remember thinking, wow, that's just so sad. (laughs) This isn't that important, (laughs) right? It can wait till Monday. Or perhaps this rings true. There's a colleague you have who will email you when he wants you to work on something. Then he immediately calls you. And if you don't pick up, he leaves a long-winded message. Then he maybe waits a minute or two. And if he hasn't heard from you by then, he calls yourself. And you never say anything to him. Or even worse, you return his phone calls within minutes of actually receiving whichever message you hear or see first. Or maybe the following rings true. You keep thinking you'd rather be doing something else than what you're actually doing. Perhaps you'd rather be at your daughter's recital but you had to say, sorry, honey, I can't. I wish I could, but I've got a conference call again. Or maybe you've missed out on all but two of your son's last 20 baseball games during his spring season because you're always working and you're getting pulled away. Or maybe you're missing family dinners pretty regularly because of working. And even the ones that you're making, you've got your phone right there so that you can look at the messages that are coming in, return calls, check emails, etc. Or maybe it's not work. Perhaps you've been working a lot more from home, and your spouse has too, and anytime your husband takes a work break, he comes in to chat, and so you're often being interrupted at very inopportune times. Or your mother-in-law lives close by and loves to pop in unannounced. Although you do love her and her enthusiasm to see your kids, it's often disruptive to your plans and to your schedule. So each of these situations are indicative of not having any boundaries or having very weak boundaries. Okay, so notice something. These are both personal and work, and you need boundaries, strong boundaries that you are willing to enforce in both areas of your life. Okay, so let's get into what boundaries actually are, because they're not about saying no. Saying no is a method of enforcement, but it's not the boundary itself. And I think that confuses a lot of people, and we get overly caught up in saying no. I often find Also, that when people have trouble saying no, it's usually because they haven't thought clearly about what their boundary really is and why they want to have it. And if you don't understand the why, then you're not going to feel like you've got a good enough reason other than you just don't want to, you don't feel like it, or you're too busy. And that's a lot harder to enforce. So it's really important to understand what boundaries are so that you can identify correct, you know, the correct boundaries you want and really get behind them. Because what I'm talking about here is understanding a very meaningful reason, a clear, meaningful reason behind why you want your boundaries, the specific boundaries that you're going to set, hopefully, after you listen to today's podcast. All right, so what is a boundary? Boundary. 
A boundary is your personal standard or rule for supporting your well-being. And when I talk about well-being, I'm talking about emotional, physical, mental, psychological, spiritual, everything. The purpose for setting a boundary is to support your health and well-being and also to prioritize the things that are most important to you. So pay attention to two things here. Boundaries are necessary for proper self-care. Self-care is not just about working out, sleeping well, eating healthy meals, going to the spa, etc. It's also about what you need to be well emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, etc. So something to note is that 100% of new clients who come to me saying that they need to prioritize self-care have weak boundaries. Full stop, all of them. Any and all of them who say self-care is an issue, they've got weak boundaries somewhere, okay? So that's a clue. If you are one of those people that say, okay, I do need to be taking better care of myself, I know that self-care has been lacking, then I guarantee you do not have strong boundaries somewhere. Now, I say somewhere with a bit of emphasis because most people do not have weak boundaries everywhere. So you may have strong boundaries in some areas of your life and weak ones in other areas of your life. The other thing to notice is boundaries are the main mechanism you'll use for prioritizing your priorities. So they go hand in hand with proper prioritization. So remember, we talked about back in episodes 9 and 10 how to properly prioritize. In episode 9, we got into the mentality, the mindset that you need, right, to be more productive and to prioritize properly. And boundaries and the mindset I'm talking about here go hand in hand with that. And then in episode 10, we talked about the how-to, like how to determine what your priorities actually are. But remember, you're not actually prioritizing if you're not saying no sometimes. And it's hard to understand what to prioritize if you're not clear around what your boundaries are because all of this goes hand in hand. They're all interrelated. So this is why boundaries are so important to success. If you do not have strong boundaries, you're not going to be as successful. Now, another important point. This goes back to your definition of success, right? So what does success mean to you? Not to society. It's not about what other people want of or for you to you. So if you're not sure, go back and listen to episode 12 because we talked about this and it gives you a step-by-step how to redefine success for yourself on your terms according to your values so that you can really learn to prioritize the things that are true priorities for you. The other thing I want to say is that lawyers have been convinced that we've got to put our clients first. I say hogwash to all of that. So... (laughs) Clients do not come first. You come first. And frankly, I think your family comes before your clients. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there too, right? Now, I'm not saying client, clients can't be a priority. You can have three priorities at a time. I've talked about that before in episode number 10 when we did the how-to of how to prioritize. But if you're not feeling well, if you're not capable of you know, being your best, you're not capable of serving your clients to the best of your ability. So your clients do not come first. They do not come before you. All right. So let's move on to how do you know if you need to strengthen your boundaries and where? Like which boundaries are weak? Which boundaries are strong? How do I figure that out? So there are some common signs that I tend to see in attorneys, especially with weak boundaries. Number one, you feel like others do not respect you or your time. Number two, you feel resentful or annoyed or bitter 
with or about other people, either because you feel like they're taking advantage of you or because of their ability to not get caught up in all the things you're having to do. You're passive aggressive because you want to say no, but you have trouble coming out and saying it. You often say yes, then ask yourself, why did I do that? Because I shouldn't have. I don't have the time. I didn't really want to do this. You feel guilty anytime you try to take time for yourself or you try to say no to other people. You worry about what others are going to think if you say no, and so you rarely do. Now, you may be thinking what a lot of attorneys think here. Okay, yeah, Heather, I know I need better boundaries, but it's really hard as a lawyer, right? I need to always be on. I need to be available. There's this pressure to deliver. No, it's time to let go of being busy. As I mentioned back in episode 22, busy is not necessary. It is your brain's way of tricking you into thinking that you're being productive. But just being busy is not the same as being productive, okay? And it's important that you get behind that because you must learn to actually prioritize if you want to be successful and you want to get the things done that are truly important. And as part of that, you gotta say no. The other thing you might be doing that I see a lot is creating straw man arguments. So as an example, a former client who, when she first came to me, was talking about how she wanted to work out more often. She wasn't working out. She gained some weight. She really wanted to fit it in. And I, I asked her about, well, you know, how do you prioritize that? You need to start finding ways to take some time for yourself. And I got back a response of, yeah, well, it's not like I'm le- I can leave by 5.30 or 6 every single night so I can work out. Now, nowhere in that conversation did I say she had to actually leave at a certain time or even work out for a long period of time. She was creating a straw man that prevented her from even going there because it just felt too hard. So I want to remind you that boundaries are those standards you need to be well and to prioritize your true priorities. And here's the truth. Strong boundaries actually improve relationships, make you happier, and build emotional strength and resilience. This is why you got to have them to be truly successful. So let go of the straw man arguments, let go of the excuses, and start to get real about where am I having trouble so that you can identify what to do. And we're going to get to how to do that in just a few minutes, but just understand that it doesn't mean you have to be 100% rigid. There can be some leeway. It just has to be built within your boundary, and then you need to enforce whatever that boundary is. Okay, so before we move on, I just want to say, if after listening to this podcast and trying to implement what we're talking about today, you're still struggling, then I want to say this, get help. Like there's a lot of great coaches out there that can help you get behind the thoughts and the beliefs that are going on in your subconscious that you've got going on back there that you're telling yourself that are preventing you from creating and enforcing strong boundaries for yourself. And I got to say, it is so worth it. This is something I help a lot of my clients with. And so do many other coaches. So it does not have to be me. There's a lot of great coaches out there. So reach out to make the change. You'll be so much happier for it. It is so well worth it. And it doesn't take as long as you probably think, okay? All right, so once you realize, okay, yeah, I do have those signs and symptoms. I'm ready to let go of the straw man arguments. I'm ready to let go of always feeling like I have to be busy and on and putting my clients first. I'm ready to move forward. You need to determine where. Where do you need your boundaries to be strengthened or created? Like new ones created or stronger ones. 
So you want to go back and look at your symptoms and start identifying, you know, where things are showing up. Look at, when you're looking at the symptoms, the who and the what. So what's typically going on when you feel this way and who with? And you're going to start identifying some patterns. Then ask yourself, okay, what do I need in these moments? What do I need more or less of to be and feel well? To be able to prioritize my priorities? And then what rules do I want to implement so that I can make that happen or more likely to happen, right? So that I can prioritize those things. So that I can do less or more of the things that I need to be and feel well. It should be pretty clear, okay? Go with your gut. You intuitively know where you need and want them more. And then move on to create your actual boundaries. So the boundary is the rule or the standard that you set that you want to create. Let me go through some examples. It's the easiest way to give you an idea. So let's go back to that mother-in-law who loves to pop in to say hello and throws your kids and your house into chaos every time. So you might create a rule around her needing to call ahead of time and schedule something at least 24 hours in advance. No more popping in unannounced. Or let's go to a colleague who often comes into your office and interrupts your train of thought. The boundary would be that they're not allowed to just barge in like that moving forward if your door is closed. Door closed, it means you can't barge in. Instead, you should email me and I will get back to you as soon as I can. That's the boundary. Or maybe you have a client who calls your cell phone at odd hours whenever something just comes to mind. The new boundary would be, hey, leave messages on my work phone unless they're true emergencies. And then please always leave a detailed message so that I can listen and determine how important it is and when I need to get back to you. Let's get to that working out one, that straw man argument that I mentioned my former client came to me with. Let's say you've determined you would like to work out four times per week every week. And you like to work out at night. That's kind of the the best time for you. So you institute time to work out between seven and eight most nights. And you are going to leave work at 6.30 at least four times per week so long as there is no emergency. And then if necessary, work more from home afterwards. Now notice there's some flexibility. You're going to choose four out of the five nights to leave at 6.30, so long as there's no emergency. And you will work afterwards if necessary from home. So there's flexibility built in. And let's say you, you do pretty well, but occasionally something comes up. And so you know, okay, I didn't get the fourth time in. I will stick, you know, that time in during the weekend. So you can have some flexibility within your boundaries. You just need to be clear about what that looks like up front so that you can stick to it. Now, creating your boundaries isn't enough. It's not a true boundary unless you've communicated it to other people because you need to be able to enforce it. And to be able to enforce it, people really should know about your boundary ahead of time. So once you create this rule or standard, you need to tell the people who need to know. And so the question is, well, how do you do that? Well, simply, okay? You don't want to over-explain your boundaries. It's a lot like saying, no, you don't want to over-explain yourself. All you need to do is very simply tell them what the new rule is and a brief description of the purpose if you feel the need. Kind of depends on your relationship. And that's it. So for example, for the mother-in-law who likes to pop in, you call her up and say, hey, I love that you come over. I love your enthusiasm for my kids. I love that, you know, when you are here. That being said, 
I've noticed that when people, including you, come in unannounced, it tends to really be disruptive to our plans. It makes our household chaotic, and I just I can't have that going forward. So I need you to call me ahead of time and give me 24 hours notice before you plan to come over. End of story. That's it. Super simple. For the colleague who likes to disrupt you, you know, and, and walk in, you just tell them, hey, I get too many interruptions, so I just wanted to make you aware that I'm implementing a new rule. You know, whenever my door is closed, it means I'm off limits. If you feel like there is an emergency, then please email me or leave me a voice message, and I'll be checking that every so often. And I'll probably have my door closed only once a day for a couple of hours, and I'll be available. So anytime my door is open, I'm open to you. But please just be sure you respect when the door is closed. Do not come in. Okay, and that is it. Very, very simple. Then you need, after you've communicated your boundaries, you got to enforce them. And this is where no sometimes comes in, but you're going to notice that a lot of times it's not about the no. Okay, so no is only something that is utilized in certain circumstances. And so that's why I say it's really boundaries are not about the no. We often think they are, but they're not because that's only one enforcement mechanism. So let's go through some enforcement mechanisms for scenarios that are not no's, okay? So let's say your mother-in-law doesn't listen to you and a couple of days later, later comes over unannounced and, you know, thinks she has a reason for it. And you do not let her in. You basically open the door and say, you know what? I'm really sorry, but this is not a good time. And I'd previously asked you to give me 24 hours notice. So would you like to come over tomorrow? Because that would work better. And that's it. I know that sounds scary, but that's how you enforce the boundary. If you reiterate your boundary to her but let her in, she's never going to respect it. So you've got to do the tough thing of saying, I'm sorry, this is what I asked. I'm not going to give in. Let's say your colleague that you've told do not come in when my door is closed crashes in the next day and says, it's super important and it's only going to take a minute. You calmly say, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of something. Please email me or leave me a voice message and I will get back to you in a little bit, period. You enforce it. Now, sometimes you need to say no to enforce your boundaries. So The no typically comes up when people ask you to do something that you may not have time for or that you don't want to do. Sometimes you don't want to do it because it runs up against maybe a value. Boundaries can be, you know, and saying no is a way to enforce your values of what you do and do not feel is important and what you, how you want to act and the way you want to be. Also, it is an enforcement mechanism for not taking on too many things. So remember, boundaries also are about respecting your own priorities and actually prioritizing the things that you say are important, that you think are important for you, that that, that are important for you. And so you got to say no occasionally in order to actually prioritize those things. So those are the two instances where boundaries usually require you to say no. And so this is where a lot of people really hate, you know, they hate saying no and they overfocus. Now, number one, remember, if you are very clear about what your boundaries are and why, it's a lot easier to say no. So 
when you were thinking about earlier, you know, where you needed better boundaries, and you were thinking about there are instances where I just get really resentful that other people aren't doing as much as me, that's an indication that you're saying yes when you want to say no. So when you're looking at those boundaries and what you need, it's really important that you kind of think about, well, what values here am I trying to support? And what priorities, like what, especially the big who priorities, like the people that are most important to you and the big picture kind of values that you like to live out within that, how, you know, what priorities do you have that relate to those values, that relate to the who that are bigger priorities for you? When you think of it that way, you can get more clarity around the bigger picture why of why you need to say no more often. And it kind of helps to give you that permission that I talked about earlier, the permission to say no with confidence and without feeling bad about it because you have a bigger reason that you've really grounded into yourself, that you've thought about clearly, that you support, that you're behind. So be sure to do that work before you get into the situation where you say no and get really clear around, okay, where have I wanted to say no and haven't? Because that's going to help you get clear around where you want to say no in the future. And when you ask yourself those questions, look deeply at the why behind why you want to say no, the priorities that they support, the values that you'll be more aligned with if you say no. All right, so then you want to make sure you're saying no with confidence and clearly and concisely and in a way where you just feel like it's a lot easier and doesn't feel so scary or bad. So how do you do it? Now, I'm pretty sure I've actually gone over this before, but it bears saying specifically here since we are talking about boundaries. So step one to saying no is to say it simply. So I have a friend who has a habit of answering yes, no questions with a lengthy explanation about the reasoning behind her answer before she even gives you the yes or no. (laughs) And it's confusing. And it's hard to tell what she's saying at first until she goes a little bit deeper. And it's also very clear that she's not fully committed to whatever she's saying. She feels there's some level of guilt or apology there. And I don't want you to do that, okay? So when saying no, start with no or something that clearly means the same thing, such as I can't. Do not beat around the bush. Keep it super simple. And whatever you do, do not go into a long-winded explanation that justifies why you're saying no. You do not need to justify your reasoning. All that does is bring on more guilt, and it frankly opens up the door to them pressuring you. Because what you're telling them is, I'm not fully behind this, and they're going to smell blood and go after it, more than likely. So start with the no. Make it clear that's what you're saying. Step two is to briefly explain. Now, I know that a lot of people say that no is a complete sentence. And yeah, I guess it is. But it's a really rude way of saying no, okay? And I actually think when you say it that way and you don't say anything else, it does tend, for those of us who tend to feel guilty or feel like we need to apologize, it makes us feel bad. And I don't want you to do that. You should feel good about saying no when you say it. So The other part is, I do not want you to over-explain. I just told you this. Do not over-explain and give some long-winded explanation. But it is good to give them the reasoning very briefly. 
and I mean very brief, like one, maybe two sentences max. This is not about justifying your answer, but about being kind and compassionate in how you say no so that they understand where you're coming from. So here's what that could look like. I'm book solid and I just don't have the time. No, I have a firm rule never to do business with friends. I can't. I'm already committed during that time and I'd be breaking a promise if I didn't honor it. Super simple. Those are all very short, very concise, yet descriptive as to why. So that they have, a, you know, some knowledge that you care about them and you're being compassionate in the way that you're saying no. All right. So that's step two. Step three is, if appropriate, make a counter offer or offer helpful advice. So just because you cannot give them exactly what was asked of you does not mean that you cannot help them in another way. So if you can help them a little bit or do a small piece of what they asked and you're willing to do that, tell them. Maybe allow them a couple of minutes of your time to run some questions or thoughts by you instead of drafting it for them, right? Or doing the work on their behalf. Or maybe mention somebody else who could help, who you think might have the time. These are all ways to make a counteroffer if it makes sense. Now, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. And so you can do that, and that's going to kind of lighten that blow for them. Step four is to stand your ground. So if they do not take your initial no, and they keep asking, it is okay to then sound like a broken record and start saying no as a complete sentence. It's okay to get a little bit short with them and how you say it. So here's a couple of ways you can do that. I've already given you my answer. I'm sorry, but my answer is not changing. You can keep asking, but the answer is not going to change. Okay? Those are other ways to kind of politely say, look, stop asking. I'm done. couple of rules I want you to keep in mind when you say no to people. And also, this actually applies as well to when you're setting boundaries and explaining them to people, as well as when you're enforcing those boundaries and explaining your enforcement with them, okay? So rule number one, be honest. Do not lie about why. It's only going to create guilt, and it opens up possibility of them finding out. So just be super honest. Two, do not apologize, okay? At least not for saying no. If you're sorry to miss an event or you'd really like to be able to help out and you're sorry that you can't, that's fine. But do not apologize where it's not necessary. Number three, rule number three, if you are upholding a firm value or priority, say it. It makes it stronger and they're going to understand it and respect it a lot more. All right, that is it. I hope that you found this super useful. If you haven't yet given the podcast a review or shared it with family and friends, I have a couple of requests to end today. Be sure that you subscribed by hitting the subscribe button. And I ask that you share today's episode if you enjoyed it on your favorite social media platform. It can be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is. Just share it and let people know what it is you enjoyed about it so that others can get the benefit of this discussion as well. And then finally, if you haven't given me a rating and review and you are enjoying the podcast, I'd actually love that. I do read every review. I love them. They bring a little bit of joy to my heart. And so I'd love to hear what you think. And then do not forget, if you have not already downloaded the Life and Law Roadmap, grab it. There will be a link to it in the show notes. It is your step-by-step guide to creating success in both life and law without burning out. So I think you're going to want it if you don't yet have it. Until next week, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a subscriber, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.